The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. As I was turning over the soil in our garden over the weekend, I was thinking all about the living that we've done in our backyard, all the fun, uh, all the sweet memories, and really the stages of family life, all represented by our backyard. Uh, We had the wooden climbing structure phase, and we had a sandbox that turned into a mud pit. We had a pizza garden and a a sunflower house, uh, so many different things. We even had a ghost named Bob who sustained himself by dining on wood chips. <laughs> it's all true. Lots of wonderful memories. My three children are have all graduated now from high school, from homeschooling, and my husband and I are officially empty nesters. Uh, after really over 30 years of parenting. And today, here in this episode, I'm sharing my insights from looking back on our homeschooling years. Uh, and and here's what I want you to know. I, I just want to lay it all out there, what I miss the most, what I don't miss, and uh, along with what I w- wish that I could have done differently. And a hint about that, it's mostly what I thought (laughs) about how well we were doing. Okay, I tend to review a lot in my mind at this time of year. It's spring here in Northeastern Ohio, and we have uh, family birthdays on either side of the equinox. So it's just a natural time for me to look back and review. (laughs) I've always done this at this time of year. And I will tell you that the adage, the days are long, but the years are short, 
is just oh so true. All right, let's start with what I miss the most. And there are just so many little gems, moments, really. Moments, I would say, of connection with my children. And here are a few of them. Going on a hike with friends and calling it school. I loved doing that. The exploring we did, the creek hikes, the the uh, splashing about in a pond or hiking in the forest or along uh, the beaches of Lake Erie, both here close to home, outdoor explorations close to home, as well as much farther afield. And this created so many happy memories, just delightful explorations of beauty and fun and a chance to get outside. I also miss all the books, reading books aloud on the couch, as my friend Allison calls it, this couch time. (laughs) Check out my episode with Allison on books uh, make, stories make great teachers. So many amazing books that we enjoyed together. So truly, two of my favorite things to do on a crazy homeschooling day when everything seemed to be falling apart was either to go outside or curl up on the couch with a good book. So of course, those are two of the things that I miss the most looking back on our homeschooling years. Here are a few more. Spending time with my children every day. I definitely miss that. Making eye contact, hugging them when they let me, uh, eating with them, having conversations with them, hearing their voices. Oh, I miss it. Uh, Gathering around the table uh, for meals, for drawing and painting, for projects. Oh, so many projects. Our dining room was the hub of our homeschooling and really our life. We don't have a table in our kitchen. It's a Uh, long and narrow railroad style space. So all of our learning and connections really happened around the dining room table or in the living room or outside. And I miss all of that wonderful activity. I miss going on field trips and calling that school. Oh my gosh, so many wonderful field trips. And it was always... um, such a a fun part of my planning when I would explore what all of the offerings were in our, in the broader community, things that we could tie in to our lessons and learn about uh, all around us. Loved that. Here's another witnessing the learning happening. So watching my children make discoveries, like make those brain connections Uh, watching them be curious about things, uh, listening to their questions, watching them make beautiful things with their hands. All of that was uh, a real joy for me. Another thing I really miss are all of the plays. (laughs) I love theater myself. And there were just so many little plays, puppet plays that my kids would spontaneously put on, um, that they'd, you know, invent some story and little grab whatever they could to turn into characters. Or uh, the times when we took a children's story and actually turned that into a script and made it into a learning process where uh, we... We, re- we wrote up a script from a story. We, we 
created the puppets. We made the theater out of cardboard, that whole thing we rehearsed, and then we put on a play. Uh, We also uh, have the amazing opportunity here in Cleveland to, we had so many trips to student matinees at Playhouse Square. Gorgeous plays. I mean, you know, from Shakespeare's, so many Shakespeare plays, Much Ado About Nothing, just a huge variety. Um, the Lion King, Agatha Christie, uh, wonderful social justice plays, a huge variety, all on stage. Such a magical experience. I miss the laughter. <laughs> I really do miss all the laughter and even the noise and the mess some days. I never thought that I would say that, but I miss the richness of being like just in the thick of it with family life happening all around me. Uh, So there are some things I don't miss too. (laughs) And speaking about all the laughter and the mess, I don't miss the arguing and the whining. That was something that would really bring me down. I remember in the early years, sometimes I'd feel like, Oh, this negativity is just going to drown me. Uh, all the little bickering about who gets to sit in the front seat of the car, who gets to choose the game to play, who gets to serve dessert, who gets to do something, uh, who or why one child got to do something that they didn't get to do when they were that age. I mean, just went on and on and on. The better I got at just letting it be, you know, and trying to let it roll off my back, and I did improve, um, the the easier that got. I don't miss the fatigue from getting not getting enough sleep, lying awake worrying, or just being busy all of the time. I do not miss <laughs> the lack of brain space for my own thoughts. That was sometimes what I felt like was the most overcrowded was in my inside my own head. And I definitely could have done a better job at making more space for that space for myself, doing more um, alone, you know, quiet time practices, creative practice for my own self-care. I did finally learn how to do that, but early on, I didn't feel like I deserved it. So little tip for you. (laughs) Uh, And lastly, I don't miss how much I always underestimated how long something would take. It seemed like over and over and over again, I would miss the mark by yards, right? By huge amounts. How long I would think something would take. It always would take longer than I guesstimated. (laughs) But there are some things I wish that I could go back and change, too. Uh, I don't have a lot of regrets. I feel like things unfolded the way they were meant to and in a really good way. But I do, if I had to do it all over again, I think that the thing that I would change the most is um, that I wish I could have relaxed more, stopped worrying so much, and recognized that 
my confidence was going to come from taking action, not thinking about things, not trying to quote unquote, figure it out. Figure it out is not a good approach uh, because we just have to try things, right? So in other words, I wish I'd been more adept at just diving in, giving something a go and seeing how it went. Um, Because we really, the starting point is just being willing to try and to engage in the process. Uh, I wish that I could have known deep in my heart that it's not about perfection. It's all about connection. I wish I had been able to give myself a little more space and grace in the process of homeschooling my kids. I wish I could have been more lighthearted and curious, knowing that it all works out fine no matter what we choose to do on a particular given day. To know that uncertainty and doubt are part of the journey and that's okay. To have more patience with myself and my children to be less critical, have less critical self-talk and less critical words and judgment coming out of my mouth, to be more accepting and have less anxiety as a result. I also wish that I could have simplified my planning process much, 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 much earlier than I did. Um, And that what I would have realized that purchasing more curriculum and then more curriculum was not the answer to my problems, but instead just confused me more. Uh, and, And in that whole process, I wish I could have embraced that customizing is really the way to go. I wish I could have embraced that way earlier on because each child in front of us is an individual and that's why we're homeschooling in the first place. I wish that I had known uh, that reading books from the library and playing games is really and truly rich learning, just like playing is learning in early childhood. Uh, I have a, a mantra that I share with homeschooling parents these days, which is follow the 2020 rule. I wish I'd known that earlier on, that 20 minutes of reading aloud, 20 minutes of math practice, and 20 minutes outdoors can be, can count, right? That can be your homeschooling day. Uh, and a few other things. I wish that I'd been able to let go of comparisons, to let go of feeling like we weren't doing enough and that everybody else must be doing way more than I am. To embrace observation as a form of assessment that um, that I had had a, a more gentle approach to learning than I did. Because really, honestly, the days are long, but the years are short. It goes by quickly, <laughs> even when it doesn't seem like it on the days when we're just in the, in the thick of it. But what we choose to do with our children matters, right? The lessons aren't all that matter. Everything that we do, the relationship definitely matters more than anything else. 
after all, the end goal is children who can grow up to recognize their gifts and then go out into the world and share those gifts with others. And here's the thing. There will be good days and there will be bad days, right? But I wish I had known that when you have a bad day, that does not mean homeschooling isn't working. I'd really sum it all up, I think, by offering these three tips for homeschooling parents as I am looking back on our family's homeschooling journey. Here are the three tips. Relax, (laughs) simplify, trust. So to be able to relax into the lessons, simplify the lessons and your life and your rhythm and your home and trust the process. The learning really does unfold. (laughs) That's really it. Those three things can pave the way for homeschooling. It's a great path. (laughs) I hope that by sharing these tips, I've encouraged you to plant that seed and cultivate it so that you can do this homeschooling thing, even when there are days that aren't so pretty or that seem like, maybe even feel like it's not working. Even when some seasons are wonky or disheartening, uh, I want to encourage you to embrace the idea that homeschooling is a long game and that you, dear homeschooling parent, are doing very important work in this world. If you want to hear more about my family's journey, uh, go check out episode one here at the Art of Homeschooling podcast. And be sure to look uh, for the show notes of this episode. It's number 24, Looking Back on Homeschooling. Both can be found at artofhomeschooling.com slash podcast. And there there you will see a whole list of all of the episodes and you can listen right there or over on your favorite podcast player. My biggest joy these days is getting to connect with homeschooling parents like you who are doing who are on this amazing adventure and and in in the middle, right? In the midst. Uh, I really I feel so honored and grateful now to get to spend my days uh, guiding others on the homeschooling journey to help you develop the clarity and confidence to find a path for yourself that works for your unique family. If you're looking for homeschooling support, I encourage you to check out my membership community called Homeschool with Waldorf, where you can get over 20 masterclasses, weekly group coaching calls, and planning support so that you can make homeschooling work for your family. You can check it all out at artofhomeschooling.com slash homeschool with Waldorf. As for my family these days, we are all spread out too far for this mama's taste. (laughs) Uh, For the moment, we have one adult child living at home as she finishes up her college, last year of college, and the other two are happily off on their own, doing things they love. I savor all the moments when our family is back together again at holidays, family events, summer camping trips. Well, before the pandemic, I would say. We've certainly found new ways to connect and even celebrate holidays over Zoom in the past year. I am just ever so grateful, though, that all three of my kids 
even though they're very different from each other, they share these qualities. They each love to read. They're really good at fixing things, doing things with their hands. They all love to cook. They relish time outside and going on adventures. They are kind and sensitive friends and are curious about the world, interested and interesting human beings. I now love seeing my children navigating the world as young adults in ways that bring them joy. That's how it's meant to be. And I wouldn't trade those 25 plus years of homeschooling for anything. It's been an amazing journey. So remember this, my friend, the days are long, but the years are short. I hope this episode has truly helped you to see that you're right where you need to be. Thanks for listening. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. 